Honestly, one of the greatest battles of my adult life has been trying to find the time and motivation for cooking, and that's why I'm so obsessed with Factor Meals. It's a meal kit where all the work is done for you, and they're offering my listeners 50% off with code HAPPIEST50. Factor delivers delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and my favorite part is that they're ready to go in just two minutes, which is a total godsend on a busy day. You know I'm a big believer in making our lives as easy as possible in sobriety and focusing on self-care. Having Factor Meals in my fridge has been such a great way for me to take care of myself. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed, so it makes dinner time so easy, and they're genuinely so delicious you will not be disappointed. It's also totally flexible for your schedule. You can choose your meals each week, get as much or as little as you need, and pause or reschedule delivery anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash happiest50 and use code happiest50 to get 50% off. That's code happiest50 at factormeals.com slash happiest50 to get 50% off. Hello and welcome to Happy Sober Podcast. I'm Madeline. Thank you so much for being here. Reminder that episodes come out every Tuesday morning. So if you haven't already, be sure to hit the follow button to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And of course, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, please feel free to rate it or even give it a review. That would be so amazing of you. Um, Today, I want to chat about self-care and sobriety. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I feel like it's something I've been sort of like taking a lot more seriously lately. So like I've had a lot of thoughts and just like kind of different mindsets around it that I wanted to share. Um, When we think of self-care, I feel like there are some really obvious kinds of self-care in sobriety that are talked about. So things like meditation and journaling and yoga and going on walks and going to recovery meetings and going to therapy and like all of those things are super important and super helpful and I try to do most of those things. Um, But I kind of want to talk about some other forms of self-care that I've been reflecting on lately and that have just been helpful because I feel like You know, I've said this before that getting sober is such an opportunity because it is this like kind of reset. It's sort of a fresh start and I feel like it inevitably opens up so much extra just like time and energy and even money to be able to kind of take all that energy and focus it inwards towards ourselves. So that's why I think self-care is so important in sobriety especially just like we're doing something so hard and we deserve to make an extra effort to take care of ourselves um but then even when you're not in the phase where it feels super hard anymore right like I'm close to two and a half years sober so it doesn't feel like this hard thing in my life anymore but I feel like I'm still finding new better ways to take care of myself um and to kind of show up for myself and I feel like that is only because I'm sober. Like I was not able to do that when I was drinking. So it's pretty cool to think about and uh, and reflect on. Um, but okay, I shared this quote in my episode about how getting sober improved my self-esteem. Um, but it's so relevant here. And in case you haven't heard that episode, I wanted to share it in this episode as well because I heard in a meeting in my early days of sobriety, someone said, esteemable acts build self-esteem. And that stuck with me so hard because it really hit me that getting sober, part of the reason why getting sober 
built up my self-esteem so much even in those early days is because a you know sobriety in itself is such an esteemable act but sobriety opened up the opportunity for me to take care of myself in ways that I wasn't able to take care of myself when I was drinking so even just in my early days a big one for me was just having a freaking bedtime routine which I never had in my drinking days I always passed out on the couch with my makeup on like just no nothing and then I would maybe stumble off to bed in the middle of the night if I, if I woke up but like then when I got sober I started taking so much pride in like having taking off my makeup washing my face having a proper skincare routine like just just everything to get ready for bed um so I think that quote is such a good place to start off with because everything we do to take care of ourselves really does help build up our self-esteem and it's just kind of a statement. It's like a statement towards ourselves through our behavior that we believe that we're worthy, like that we deserve those things. Um, So it's super important and yeah, just something I love to think about lately. So okay, I'm going to kind of walk through the things that I've been sort of doing or trying to do or thinking about in terms of self-care lately. So one that I won't spend a lot of time here because I've talked about this I think in a few episodes now but a big 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 one for me is my morning routine and like this is something that I'm still working at being consistent on. Like for instance today I was finally today I finally got back back into my morning routine because I was like sick for the past week. I fell off of it but even before then I was kind of falling off of it Um, and I finally kind of got back into it today and like my mood today after waking up and starting my day how I actually intend to start my day like oh my god I can't even tell you how much it's improved my mood today um so I try like every day when I wake up I always make my bed first thing um and then my plan is to always like meditate gratitude journal to not scroll my phone first thing like just to do a few kind of nice self-care mindful type things um and when I do it it's just like a world of a difference but and this is going to sound really really contradictory but something I've really been thinking about lately is like you know some mornings I wake up and like I always I'm a big to-do list person so I always have a to-do list on my phone for the week for each day I look at my to-do list for the next day the night before and I always have those things like getting up early like trying to wake up at like 5 30 meditating doing my gratitude journal doing this doing that um and sometimes I go to bed with that intention though and then I wake up in the morning and I'm really freaking tired and I just want to hit snooze and I just want to have a slow start to my morning and I want to wake up and have my coffee and just like chill and eat breakfast and maybe like put on my comfort show while I'm eating breakfast and just like take time to relax and not feel the need to like do to do (laughs) to do things um not feel the need to like tackle my to-do list first thing even though they are things that you know I want to do because they feel good to do I just want to put out there that like it's okay to not be so rigid in our routines and this is something I've really been thinking about more lately and I think it's actually helpful for those of us who are sober because I feel like you know a personality trait 
of many of us is that we're very all or nothing like I'm a very all or nothing person hence (laughs) my relationship with alcohol was very all or nothing and that really is like how I am with a lot of things in life and so I've realized that like when I really want to be consistent with my morning routine and I do like I do still want that I do still really want to have that consistency and I think it's really helpful and really important but what happens is that like then when I fall off of it I'm very hard on myself and then I don't even enjoy those slower times because I'm beating myself up with like shoulds I should be doing this so I want to reset my mentality about my routine where it's the routine that I want I know it helps my mental health but I don't want it to be so rigid like who said this I read someone say something along the lines of like have a routine that's baggy enough for you to live in and I think that's so important because the reality is like yes we can have our routines that we want we can have the things that we want to get done in the day we can know that like oh when I start my day off this way that really sets me up for success but like that's not life we don't wake up with the same level of energy every day we don't wake up in the same headspace every day and I think that we need to be gentle with ourselves about that and that's something I'm working on and I think that reframe will be really helpful for me moving forward that I still really want to aim to do these things but that it's okay if some days that's just not how it's going to (laughs) be um and that kind of brings me to my next point which I think is really important to talk about in the sober community. And I actually saw an account called Scottish and Sober do a really good post on this recently. I think that was the account that posted it recently. But I do feel like in the sober community, there can be this unspoken pressure to be so productive all the time, to be doing things, like, and to be like, oh, I it's it's 8 a.m. I already ran 10k and did this this and that and I feel great and like that's awesome I love starting my day in a productive way like that's today like I'm even recording this podcast so much earlier because I got my day going I got started I did my morning routine and I feel so good for it but at the same time I think that sometimes the narrative and sobriety of like you can get sober and do so many things can sometimes make you feel like you're not doing enough and so for instance like I I'm just gonna say it I freaking love love lazy Sunday mornings and like I feel like It's so awesome that we're all hangover free on a Sunday to go like live our lives and enjoy and seize the day. But like the truth is I love chilling on my Sunday mornings. I love waking up. I love making my coffee. I love just like putting on my show if I'm with family, relaxing with family, maybe playing some games. But like I really love a slow start to my Sunday. It's so funny. I got brunch with a couple girlfriends um, not too long ago. Sober girls. And they were both saying, like, (laughs) they were both like, oh, yeah, I went out to a workout class this morning. And in my mind, I was like, you already got out, went to a workout class, went home, got showered, got ready, and came to brunch. Whereas for me, (laughs) getting to this brunch was early for me on a Sunday. And, like, I'm a morning person, but I just, I love my Sunday mornings to be really slow. So I think just really being easy on ourselves that like the cool thing about being sober is that we get to have that balance and we get to choose. So like I love being super productive during the week, even on a Saturday, maybe getting my day going early, but I love to take Sundays to relax. And I think that it's amazing that 
we get to be productive like that in sobriety but I think what's really cool is that we get to we have the option because here's the thing when I was drinking I didn't have the option but to have a lazy Sunday because I would be hungover and feeling crappy and when I do get out early it's a really cool feeling and And it definitely makes me extra grateful to be hangover free that day. But I think the cool thing in sobriety is the ability to choose. Like I can relax or I can go seize the day and neither is right or wrong because downtime is really important. I had someone comment on one of my posts one time saying that they love to give themselves quote like fake hangover days. Because it's true, I think my hangovers used to make me feel really justified in doing nothing all day because I was like, oh my god, I'm hungover, I feel like crap, I'm just gonna Netflix all day. And then I feel like when you're sober, you don't have that permission slip anymore. So sometimes I feel like if you just really want a day of doing nothing, then sometimes it's easier to like feel guilty about that or be hard on ourselves about that. And I think it's really important to let ourselves chill and have downtime. And the great thing about sobriety is the opportunity for balance. I didn't have balance in my drinking days. Now I have great balance. I love my days where I get up and get going early, but I also love my days of having a really nice, relaxing, slow start. Um, And neither is right or wrong. And I think that's really important to talk about especially on social media because social media can be such a comparison trap so like you know sometimes even when I'm having my lazy Sunday morning I see other people sharing like oh yeah already did this already did that and sometimes it makes me feel like oh should I be doing that like is like am I doing this thing wrong but there is no right or wrong um and we need to be flexible with ourselves and not fall into these really like rigid traps of not feeling like we're ever doing enough, which is something I definitely struggle with sometimes. And you know, maybe for you, self-care is being more rigid. Like maybe that's what makes you feel like you're showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself is like, no, I'm gonna push myself to stick to my routines. But for me, because I tend to be so all or nothing and because I tend to be so hard on myself, I'm realizing that my version of self-care is like practicing being easier on myself. So okay, another form of self-care that I want to really quickly talk about because obviously there's like self-care for just taking care of our physical health but what I'm really talking about today is like self-care for our mental health like you know kind of taking care of our like mental and emotional well-being but I do think that that being said I do think that there is something to be said for sort of like frivolous self-care like one thing I even did recently was I started buying those little patches to go under your eyes like I bought these cute little gold patches for under my eyes and I keep them in the fridge so that they're nice and cool when I put them on and it genuinely makes me so happy and feel so good to put these damn eye patches on in the morning and like are they really doing that much I don't know but (laughs) it feels nice and it just feels like a nice little form of self-care like I just think that there is something to be said for just like doing nice things to make yourself feel sort of like pampered like I didn't really do things like that very much in my drinking days and it's fun to just kind of like take the time and energy to treat myself to stuff like that like doing the cliche face mask using the expensive moisturizer um 
I have little like ice rollers that I use on my face in the morning and like it all seems small but it just like it makes me feel good and it feels nice to know that I'm like putting energy towards taking care of myself even if it's just little things that make me feel kind of like pampered even like burning candles like I used to only kind of burn candles when people were going to be coming over to make my space feel nice and once I got sober I was like I just want to burn a candle like I I got into a routine of like lighting candles when I would have been drinking and it became a nice little ritual and it's just something that like it makes my space feel nice and that's something I still love to do um And that is another thing that I've done recently really to as like an act of self-care is really staying on top of keeping my space nice. That's another area of my life where I have fallen into very all or nothing thinking in the past of like feeling like anytime I was going to clean I had to like clean everything like I had it had to be this big daunting like cleaning day um rather than just like if my place is a mess being like okay let me just take it one thing at a time or let me just like clean up this area right now um and a while ago maybe like a month ago I was like I'm just gonna literally take it like one area at a time right now I'm gonna look at the kitchen I'm just gonna clean the kitchen okay once that's done I'm gonna take this little next spot of the room um and I ended up just like getting through all of it and it didn't feel like this mental daunting task because I kind of broke it down but the next day I noticed like when I woke up and walked out into my living room I was like it makes a world of a difference in like how I feel mentally when my space is nice and clean and ever since then I've really just been staying on top of it like I don't have to wait and then have this big cleaning day it's just about like every night just like tidying up each evening and just keeping it something that I can keep on top of um and it's made such a difference in just like how I feel like when when I'm going about my day especially as someone who like where like I work from my apartment um and it's just really really made such a positive impact on my mental health to like put that time and effort into making sure that my space feels nice and tidy um another form of self-care that I think is so 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 important in sobriety I think it's one of the main ways to take care of ourselves in sobriety actually now that I'm thinking about it is saying no to things that we don't want to do like that is self-care and I think the cool thing about getting sober is that when we get sober we learn what we really like doing and what we really don't like doing and like I feel like when I was drinking I used to want to do things just because it was an excuse to drink whereas now in sobriety when you remove the alcohol from the equation you're left with the truth about whether or not you actually want to do that thing or whether you only want to do it because you were going to be drinking and I think that the kindest thing we can do for ourselves is to honor that knowing and to like put our own wants and needs first so an example of this is like a few weeks ago I went out with my sister and like I love going out sober I do I love going out and getting mocktails and being social and like you know dressing up and just like all of it I really love going out but I always go to places that are a lot more chill they're like like, I do not do clubs clubs are not my scene they weren't even actually my scene in my drinking days Um, but I always go to very chill places where like I sit down I can be chatting and a few weeks ago I went to a bar with my sister where when I walked in it was like a bar like it wasn't really like a sit down vibe it was like standing shoulder to shoulder with people there was a dance floor like there was no there was nowhere to really like sit down and properly have a conversation um and I was really taken aback by how much 
it brought up a lot of stuff for me like it kind of brought me back to my drinking days it actually brought up like a little bit of grief over my drinking days which really caught me off guard and actually kind of rattled me um and I ended up feeling sort of like guilty for that and feeling like I was wrong for feeling that way and feeling like no I should be able to go there and have fun and I ended up coming away like I talked it out with my mom the next day and kind of realized like there's no shoulds when it comes to what you want to do and I'm not wrong for not wanting to be in an environment where the main and only activity is drinking like I love going out where I can still like where the activity feels like it's socializing because like when I go out for mocktails I'm at a sit down place and yes people are drinking but it feels like the activity we're doing is like talking socializing having fun when I'm just at a bar where people are just standing around doing shots getting drunk like the activity there is drinking um and it's not wrong to not enjoy that anymore and I don't have to impose guilt on myself for not wanting to do something and the biggest thing is that now that I know that I can honor that moving forward and say no to going to places like that if I'm not feeling up to it Um, and I just think that is the absolute kindest thing we can do for ourselves it's so easy to feel guilty for saying no to take responsibility for how other people are going to feel about us not wanting to do something and like that's something I still work on but um, it's the best thing the best thing we can do for ourselves Um, so I think that's like such an important part of self-care and sobriety for sure and that leads really well into my kind of final self-care item <laughs> that I'm going to chat about. And this is my favorite, favorite one. Um, and it's something I've been thinking about so much lately. I don't know if any of you follow tanks on social media, um, especially if you're a woman in like your 20s or 30s, then you absolutely should follow her. But I was listening to her podcast, It's Me Tanks, and she was talking about um, finding things that spark joy. And it really, really, really got me thinking because like I just said, the cool thing about sobriety is that we get to learn what we like and what we don't like. But I feel like even more, something that's so cool is that when we identify what the things are that spark joy for us, we can A, be more mindful of acknowledging the things that are already in our day-to-day that spark joy and like actually take a moment to feel gratitude for those things. Like, you know, taking a moment to feel gratitude for your coffee. Like that's something that's just like an easy everyday thing. But in sobriety, we have like the presence to actually find gratitude in those things that are just like, you know, kind of the mundane things in our day. And like, When you're hungover and feeling crappy all the time, then you're not really going to be taking a moment to be like, oh, this sparks joy. I'm grateful for this thing. But then the other thing is that if we're able to identify what the things are in our life that spark joy, then also we can be a lot more intentional about adding those things into our day, like taking the time to make sure that we are doing the things that spark joy. So I've been reflecting a lot on like, okay, what does spark joy for me? What are the things that are in my day that I can really like make sure I'm actively appreciating because they spark joy for me? And then what are the things that spark joy that like I need to do more of? So I'm going to share some of mine that I was thinking about. So something that sparks joy is picking out my coffee mug in the morning. That sparks so much joy for me. It's a big decision in my day. I spend I spend a minute deliberating which coffee mug do I want to drink out of today. That sparks joy. You know, the first 
sip of coffee out of that coffee mug sparks joy for me concerts spark joy for me I get literally emotional every concert I go to I pretty much cry because I'm just like happy tears I'm so emotional I'm so moved like that sparks so much joy for me so that's something that like that's where my money's going this year I will I will buy concert tickets anytime because that's something that makes me so happy and like being sober at concerts oh my god my favorite thing in the whole world they always make me so grateful for being sober and like actually being present for to, to to see live music um going to taylor swift dance parties wait taylor swift in general if you know anything about me then you know that i'm a giant swifty and like listening to taylor swift's music talking about taylor swift just like everything swifty fandom brings me so much joy like shameless joy i live for it i love it <laughs> watching reality tv with my sisters sparks joy playing guitar with my stepdad sparks joy listening to podcasts sparks joy i love listening to podcasts while i do things around my apartment uh, while I get ready for bed, all of that. Um, I've been going on daily walks with my sister to get a coffee. That sparks joy in my day. I love reading, which is something that's a that's something that sparks joy that I need to be a lot better at adding into my day because I've not been making enough time for reading lately. I love like finishing a book and then being like, ooh, what book am I going to read next? That makes me happy. Um, Going out for mocktails makes me happy. Getting dressed up makes me happy. Wearing red lipstick makes me happy. Oh my god, road trips. Road trips make me so freaking happy. Just car rides in general. I love a long road trip. I love an excuse for a long car ride. I love just like in the summertime getting a nice coffee and just going for a drive driving aimlessly down country roads like oh my god I love being in the car. I love riding around. That sparks so much joy for me. So it's really fun to just think of all the little things that make us feel happy in our lives. Like what sparks joy for us? Because here's the thing is that like, and they can be big things. They can be little things. They can be frivolous things. They can be like whatever, because what's the point in getting sober if not to be happier? Like really, the reason any of us quits drinking is because drinking makes us feel like shit. It's not making us happy anymore. If it was, we wouldn't have stopped doing it. So obviously there's a reason. And why really do any of us get sober if not to improve our lives and make them better? And I feel like what a waste if we don't take that opportunity to be like, oh my God, okay, I did this thing to improve my life, to make my life happier. What things even make me happy? And like, really identifying them and then making sure that we go out of our way to either add them into our lives be a lot more intentional and deliberate about adding those things into our lives and then also for appreciating the things that are already in our lives that spark joy and like taking a moment to to identify like this is a thing that sparks joy let me like make sure I'm I'm tapping into gratitude while I do this thing like you know drinking your morning coffee going on a walk um watching your favorite show catching up with a friend um anything that makes you happy listening to music maybe you love playing a sport maybe you've taken up a new hobby that's the other thing trying new things trying new hobbies new activities like oh there's such opportunity in it and I just love 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 lately the idea of really reflecting on what sparks joy because I want to be so 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 intentional about sparking joy in my life so um getting sober was the way for me to really be able to do that because my life had a lot less joy in it <laughs> when I was drinking so I'm gonna leave it there 
If you do anything this week, I want you to really think about what sparks joy and I want you to choose one thing, one thing that you know sparks joy for you that you maybe haven't been prioritizing or haven't done in a while. I want you to identify it and do it this week. And if you do, send me a message on Instagram because I want to hear about it. I hope you all have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, A little reminder that I do have a weekly newsletter. I absolutely love sitting down to write my newsletter. So make sure you're not missing out on that. Um, Go to happiestsober.com to subscribe if you haven't already. And another reminder, speaking of sparking joy, that I am planning a sober trip to Spain and it's still open to book. So if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram, um... You can reserve your spot. I'm so freaking excited for it. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Happiest Sober and at Happiest Sober Podcast. I will chat with you all next week. I hope you have the best week. Remember that life is happiest when you're sober. Bye. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.